would like to welcome everyone to our episode 10 of our Ag Wellness podcast. Uh, my name is Josh Dellen, and I've got my co-host with me, Jake Hadfield, and we are w- excited to welcome Stephen Bunnell, uh, who is going to be our guest today. Um, we're very grateful for him taking the time to be here, and we're very excited because Stephen's going to help us to better understand, help us and our listeners to better understand um, what it's like uh, when you're seeking some help for for a mental illness and what some of the outcomes and impacts might be from from that. Um, so with that, um, welcome, Stephen. And can you please give us a short introduction and tell us a little bit about your connection to the ag community? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And thank you. Thank you for having me. So I appreciate it. Um, yeah, so I uh, basically I, I grew up on a dairy in in Provo, Utah. Um, I'm a fourth generation farmer myself. And usually when I tell people that they're, they're like, what? There, there aren't any dairies in Utah, in, in Provo, Utah, there aren't any dairies there. And, and when they say that they're right, because, <laughs> because we were, we were kind of the last dairy farm and, and um, which in a predominant area, there were a lot of dairies there, but um, basically, so I, I grew up on the dairy in Provo and then, and then um, I went to school for for uh, clinical social work to become a therapist. And um, during that time, while I was in school, and soon after we we uh, moved back to um, Utah, there there was like my my family was in the process of selling the farm, and and during that time, I kind of went through an existential crisis type thing where I'm like, oh my gosh, or are we going to lose farming in our family? And and uh, at that time, um, where, you know, we started looking at other ranches. And so we got a ranch up in Idaho, which I manage. And my my dad manages a little bit of the land we have left down in in Provo. But um, and so so I I do therapy all online. Um and I work with folks online, you know, all through tele telehealth, and then, uh, and then at the same time, I I do ranching on, you know, along with that, you know. So we just we just have a small herd of beef cows that we started, and and moving from there. So yeah. Well, Stephen, that's awesome, and and I think a lot of our listeners appreciate hearing that, you know, kind of your background, how you're familiar with agriculture. And so you talked about um, how you provide virtual or telehealth appointments, right? And you can do that online. Can you kind of walk us through how someone would get started or how like that typical appointment would go um, when you are doing a telehealth session? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And 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 I'll tell you, I, I love telehealth just because like, like it, we, we started it with COVID and, and that's one of the weird things that what, like you know, there weren't a lot of positive things about COVID, but this was one where everything went online. And at first I was skeptical. I'm like, oh, with therapy and doing therapy with uh, over over online with that, you know, is it the same connection? And and what I've learned is it totally is. You can still have the same connection with someone online that you can um, in person. But um, yeah, to answer your question about, about the process of of uh um getting started like how how our private practice works you you can go online and book your own appointment 
Um, or you could call me, you know, I, we, we offer 15 minute consultations to, you know, so, so if you have any questions about therapy or not, but you can call us and, and we'll book an appointment with you. And, and basically what happens is right before the appointment, an email gets sent to you. Um, and it just has a link on the email that you click and, and you can, you can open it, you know, you just do it right there <laughs> and, and, uh, it just kind of like how we are now, you know, over telehealth and, and um, so, and, and you can, you can do it that way. Or also, also I do phone calls. And so if someone can't, you know, have access, a, a lot of my, my uh, rural farmers, you know, may not have access to good internet or whatnot. And so we can do a phone call if that, if that works better. And so, yeah, but, but the nice thing, the nice thing about teletherapy is that, it, it saves time because you don't have to travel to an office. You don't even have to get out of your farm clothes or anything. It's just, uh, you know, you can be there. Often I'll, I'll see clients and they'll be doing their chores outside, you know, and, and be working on working on feeding the horses or the cows or something. And so it's it's nice because it, it saves you time and and gas money and, and uh, like kind of the inconveniences that come, you know, so, yeah. I think that 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 is amazing and it's amazing to be able to utilize the technology that we have today and I, I know oftentimes as I've spoken with individuals and, and Jake has as well across the state that that time um, away from the farmer ranch can be uh, one of the stumbling blocks right I mean yeah, we, yeah. Jake and I talk about a, in a in a training that we do about how the greatest asset on the farm is is the producer right Right. And so oh, yeah. when you remove that greatest asset, whether it's even for a day or, or two days, right, to uh, to potentially come in for a session or do whatever is needed, um, that can be a big detriment, right, to the to the overall production. And it can add increased stress, stress and unneeded stress to that producer as well. So I think it's amazing what you're able to do. And um, and again, thanks so much for sharing what you're able to do, because I think there's a lot of individuals out there that maybe don't realize that this is even an option. And so we hope that we hope that by sharing this information, they can uh, they can learn a little bit more about, you know, what what the process is like, as you mentioned, how the, how they get engaged in those types of things. Now, um, my question comes with uh, a little bit of a twist in, in asking, OK, well, they they see you, they do it. It's nice and convenient. It's online. But what what kind of outcomes can people expect when they engage in this? virtual or telehealth therapy you know um what what yeah. what can they expect like what does that look like yeah for sure for sure and and uh and yeah if i could talk a little bit about therapy in general and then maybe also explain why it works <laughs> um uh because what what happens with therapy is like uh a lot of people have this view of like Oh, you know, the guy laying on the couch and talking about all their, <laughs> all their, uh, you know, problems with their, their parents and stuff. And it, and it's not necessarily, you know, while we might look into family background or, or, you know, a lot of therapy is like discussing what a problem is that, that you have, whether it be relationships, um, anxiety or stress or depression, or it, it could be, it could be anything and just discussing it. And, and, um, and then, my job as a therapist is to like first hear your story, you know, hear what what's going on and then point out on the side, like what, 
like external resources that you might have available to you as well as internal strengths and trying to bring those to the surface and 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 it, it's it's a weird process and I'll I'll kind of tell why therapy works that the best analogy I have is is um there we we had one of those old uh, New Holland bail wagons, you know, from the seventies and, and we had a pull behind. It wasn't, I, I wish it was self-propelled, but it wasn't, you know, we had it behind the tractor and that thing would break probably every low. Just one time I, uh, it broke down again. I, I crawled under the bail wagon to fix it. And uh, what, you know, I was under there probably an hour and my dad was in the field next to us and he, he saw that I was kind of having some problems. And so, he uh uh he came over to look at it see what was going on and and you know i thought i was knew knew what i was doing but like everything i did wasn't working and what happened is at that point my uh my dad like came and, and he was standing over the bell like over the front part and he's like oh is it this thing right here and 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 i'm like no it can't be i've been over here an hour working on this <laughs> you know like it can't be that and i i got up and looked and i'm like Oh, it totally is. You know, there was some bailing twine that got wrapped around a lever, and and uh, and and the the reason why I brought that up is because my dad could see it from a different point of view. He saw what was happening from a different point of view that I couldn't see, and um and the other pieces is, is that little did I know, but he had had that exact same problem before <laughs> he'd seen it, and 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 um and so and so that kind of that's why therapy works is like the therapist can look at something from a different point of view and and as well as they they've had experiences with working with that in the past and kind of have the the knowledge of how to how to deal with that and so it's it's um that's one of the reasons why therapy works um and often just talking about a problem what happens is when you when you think about the brain you know it's electrical neurons that are firing and you know and as you guys know our thoughts go a million miles an hour all the time and and they're they're traveling that fast and so with therapy just talking out the problem and and being able to put words to it like it 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 slows down your brain processes puts puts the problem out in front of you kind of you get a little distance from it and you can look at it from a different angle and and so usually like I'll have skills that I teach clients that are helpful and I'll have uh, um, uh, different points of view and stuff. And, and also a lot of the time, the, the answers that people are looking for um, come from themselves as well. And it's just because of that, that ability to speak out what's going on and, and look at it from a different point of view, you know, and having someone else that look at it with you. But, so I'm um, just a like a follow up to that. Um, what? Um, how quickly? And I guess maybe this is be, an answer is, is individually, but how how quickly can somebody expect to see some outcomes through sessions with you? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, what I'll what I'd say is is uh, often within the first session, someone feels better just getting it out, <laughs> getting the challenge out like within the first session it's like okay like it's nice to finally release this <laughs> you know i kind of th this may sound like a disgusting analogy but um it's it's uh like throwing up you know <laughs> usually when we when we uh when we're 
we're sick we like okay feel the nausea and then when we throw up it's like it's gross coming out and stuff but once it's out we feel a lot better <laughs> you know and we're like okay now now we can do something but and that's what the so usually by the first session just getting out what your problem is 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 really helpful but as we continue to talk about it and kind of like look at different mind shifts that people can have or or add there's always little cope it's funny because there's always little coping skills or like tricks you can do with your brain that that help you feel better and and um and you know so what what i tend to see is with within like 2 to 4 months usually people are like the initial problem they came to resolve is is they they're usually in a lot better of a place after after um working on that and so so yeah to about 2 to 4 months is kind of what we see and and, and, uh, but yeah, I, I really love that. Um, just as you know, we, we've went around the state and talked to a lot of individuals. I mean, a lot of times these burdens are being carried for years, right. Yeah. And it's so refreshing to talk about a solution that in such a short period of time can make a complete difference for that individual. So thanks so much for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I really appreciate your analogies. I related with all of them really well, especially I've worked with those, an old bell wagon like you described. So I understand that completely. <laughs> so thank you for sharing that. That really clicked in my mind. Um, but kind of going with our next question here, um, as you know, you've listened to the podcast and how we try and focus on mental health related to the ag industry. So in your work, as you have gone along and worked with members of the ag community, what are the primary concerns that you see? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and it's it's funny because you can find usual patterns that that tend to happen. And one one pattern that I see is that like um being able to decipher what you can or can't control. You know, as we know. The ag industry, there's there's so much things you can't control within it. You know, you can't control if if the the canal company takes half your water shares, or or with the drought, or if the price of hay goes up, or you know, or a fertilizer or diesel is super high. And um, a lot of the time, what I like farmers and ranchers take that whole burden on themselves. You know, like this is like if something's failing on the farm, it's my fault, you know, and, and tend to put that pressure all on their shoulders. And, and so a part, and, and I often see like depression and frustration and anger usually stem from um, that. They're usually just different sides of the same coin, which is like this, this feeling of this lack of control. And so part of it is being able to like like um decipher through what you can or can't control and and like hey let's focus on what you can control and just accept the things you can't control you know let's and and going from there and so that's a that's a big burden that i see that for a lot of people is like trying to decipher that um another another thing i see is like challenges within relationships and and something I find with like the farm or the ranch is that you almost have to add it in as the family, like as part of the family dynamic. And like, it's another vital family member, you know, and if you're losing the farm, you, you have to grieve it like you're grieving a family member. And, and if, 
you know, and, and just like fitting that into the, which adds a whole nother complicated dynamic, you know, that, that most families don't have, you know, and, and, but what I, what I tend to find with that is that it, it causes these different stresses in relationships and it, whether it be between stresses between spouses, as well as stresses between generations too, you know, whether it be grandfather, um, and then the parents and then the children, you know, that everybody has a different view and different way of, of like, okay, what should be done with the farm. And what I tend to find is that, um, everybody has a good point of view. Everybody holds a different picture that's helpful. And so trying to help people get on the same page of, of like, okay, this is, you know, this is how we, <laughs> this is the, this is what each person can bring to the table for the farm and, and how do we make it work more smoothly, you know? And so, so relationships is another one. And then also going to um, uh, Josh's point earlier about uh, the um, like suffering in silence, <laughs> you know, that, that uh, people deal with these problems for years and don't, don't say anything about it. And, and the, the challenge with that is that, um, well, let, let me go back a step. Something I see is that uh, farmers tend to have this, um, um, stubborn kindness <laughs> where they're willing to help anyone that needs it, but they're not willing to ask for help, <laughs> you know, or, or say where they're struggling. And, and the, and the thing is, is that like by sharing our struggles, like that helps other people as well. Like when, when someone else finds out that like, oh, I'm not the only one that deals with depression, or I'm not the only one that deals with this anxiety or, or, worried about losing the farm, like that is so healing for people. The connection is what's healing. And, and so, so that, that, that's another thing is like, Hey, how do we share this burden as a community of, of what's happening? And, and how do we all, all bear the burden together, you know? And so. Well, and Stephen, I think that's awesome what you're sharing. And that, it just reminded me of a comment that we had in our last workshop that Josh and I were presenting at and someone just made the comment it's like a lot of times I think people think that they don't need help for mental health until it's on the brink of disaster like it's the point where it's like really 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 bad but there some people might be living their lives completely miserable but they're like well I'm not at that point yet so I'll just keep you know trucking along and so I think that's a great point that you're bringing up and the fact that you know trying to just share that and kind of connect with others. I mean, I think that's a huge point. For sure. You know, and one of the things that, you know, we've, we've tried to teach everyone is, you know, back to that bell wagon analogy, you know, sometimes, um, sometimes there's some preventative stuff, you know, that can be done that, that help you so that you're not broke down for a full week. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and then there's sometimes there's things that even if you've done preventative work on it, right, it still breaks down and there's some issues there, but kind of with that being said, um, what would you say that, that you think might be helpful for some of the folks in the ag industry who, who are struggling with their mental health, but are maybe on the fence about therapy? I know we've talked a lot about um, the reasons why and kind of what it looks like, but, you know, it just never ceases to, to be brought up about the stigma that's there, right? That they're, they're on the fence. They, they don't know if they want to 
enter into that realm. They, they have all these hesitations. What, what would you say to those people who may be on the fence and, and maybe, you know, you have some examples of, of individuals that you've been able to help that, that were on the fence that think differently now. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, um, I think the, the way I'd like to, to sell therapy (laughs) in a sense is, is, um, is like looking at it, like, um, you know, we we're we're willing to hire these other professionals, you know, to help, to help our family, to help the ranch. You know, we have, we have the, the accountant, the, the, uh, um, the lawyer, the, the, um, our feed guy, our, you know, the, we have these different specialists and professionals that, that come and help. And, and the one I think most of is like, like the veterinarian, <laughs> you know, we have the vet that I, I always remember it was kind of fun when our vet came. Um, it, it, in fact, like it, he was there and Jake, you said you were from uh, Spanish fork and like our vet was a uh, Dr. Hunter from Nebo animal clinic. And I always, I always remember him, him, uh, coming to the farm and it, and it was just like a blast even though sometimes we were swearing at cows and stuff but a lot of the time it was like you know we were just listening to his stories and cracking jokes with each other and and the thing is you if you think about it like these professionals like like they could relate to you and at the same time they could give expertise that they had and and um and it was helpful and and you're like oh yeah it was it, you were willing to you were willing to let them help you because they knew they, they just, they were the experts in the area. And, and so therapy kind of the same way is, is like, you know, let therapists can relate to you, you know, they can, and we're, we're trying to figure out this, this uh, list of therapists of like that, that can relate to the rural and, and uh, um, agricultural communities. And, and, uh, but, but just going along with that is like, you know, we can, we can help you. We can, we can uh, be there to give advice on whether it be working on relationships or, or dealing with stress or, or just, you know, different ways to navigate, navigate the challenges that life brings. Well, that's perfect. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. I think that's a great point, you know, just because in a lot of ways, I do think that therapy is kind of a, a, I don't want to say a new thing in ag, but it's kind of one thing that's becoming more of a trend overall. Um, just looking into things, especially with the conditions that are facing. I mean, I don't know how much you guys in Idaho dealt with the drought, but I know that's been a huge concern on a lot of minds of Utah producers. So anyway, thank you for sharing that, Stephen. Um, kind of to go lastly, just kind of a last thoughts question here. Um, is there any other comments or key things you'd like to share with the ag community about therapy or mental health that you might not have mentioned yet, or just something that's been on your mind? Just the importance of agriculture. The The whole reason, so a lot of my, the, the whole reason I wanted to start working more in agricultural communities is because I felt, I felt this, uh, like, that's where I feel the most fulfilled is, is working in agriculture or, or produ- production of food. And, and, you know, a society can only progress as fast as their a- agriculture progresses. And so it's like, like 
we forget how I, I think it's easy to forget how much farmers and ranchers and, and everybody else involved in that these communities, how much they provide for for the rest of the country, you know, in the world. And and just the importance that um you 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 said it earlier where you're like, okay, the the being it, how did you how did you phrase it? It was it was like that the the better the if the producers healthier the the uh um the farms healthy and and so that's and that's what i like i'm like yeah if we can help producers to be healthier if we can help the farmer be healthier and his family be healthier like the farm does better you know and and uh and then and then that just trickles down to everything else and so um just the importance that farmers and ranchers hold and and how vital that is. So yeah, I uh, I also think another um, another thing is just like understanding that the farm and ranching and agriculture life is a it's it's not a normal life. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's not a normal like people have. There's there's a cultural aspect to it that that folks deal with that that is not normal to to outside of outside of um farming life and and uh the the I, I was thinking about it the other day and and uh my my daughter we had a I me and me and my sister were at a squeeze shoot working on cows one time and and uh and like we were both busy with something and I I noticed the the cows were running out um towards this gate and and um fortunately there wasn't a bull with them or anything but they were running out towards this gate and my five-year-old daughter was standing near there and I'm like Eva run grab the stick and chase the cows away and and she she went and did that and and like you know was able to scare the cows away get them get them out there and and uh it was funny because uh right after she did that like I had this like proud father moment, you know, I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, my kid was, my kid did that chase the cows away and stuff. And then right after I was, I, I was telling her, I'm like, oh, good job. You, you did awesome. You know, uh, uh, keeping the herd away. And, and she's like, yeah, but that was really scary. <laughs> and, and, uh, and the thing we forget is like, you know, when we're growing up on farms, there's these big, huge jobs that little kids are doing that even adults get nervous doing, you know, and, and, um, and so that that creates this, like, this type of anxiety of like, trying to, to, um, uh, how do you say it? just this anxiety to keep things going and to keep, you know, bur and I think that's where that burden comes from, for a lot of farmers and ranchers of putting it all on your shoulders is that like, oh, we have to, we have to like work our butts off to <laughs> to try to make things happen and and um so anyways it's uh like there's a lot of little tiny issues that you can find that that are significant to the agricultural um culture and and being able to decipher those is important well we certainly appreciate your thoughts and um you know just your genuine concern and and being able to share what it's really like to to explore these services um i have people that are, are really close and uh near and dear to me that have um experienced some therapy sessions and um that's kind of why i wanted to ask the question that i did about you know the results and the outcomes because 
Um, every single person that I know in my personal life, and this is just me and my personal life, has benefited from it. Um, they've they've made you know changes. I love how you talk about you know there's there's resources and activities and things to help you to to cope with things or help you to change things and, and make a difference. And, you know, we often share how, um, I, I love what you talked about, about the, the kindness and the, the giving and the nature that a producer has that they'll do everything for everybody, you know, everything for their livestock, everything for their family, everything for their friends, everything for their neighbors. But to to ask for help for themselves is oftentimes one of the most difficult things that's there. And um, as we talked about, if if somebody's not willing to ask for that help and get the help that they need, well, then they're not going to be in that place where they can continue to give and help those those around them. So we we really appreciate again your your uh, your thoughts. Um, if you guys will will go to our Ag Wellness website, we have Stephen's information. Um, he is licensed in both Utah and Idaho, and um, we encourage you to to take advantage of his knowledge, um, the relation that he has to agriculture, and you know we, he talked about it. He's he's seen a lot of similarities with a lot of producers that that are are sharing the same struggles. And he's finding solutions to help those things out. So we'd really encourage you guys to again go to our Ag Wellness website and uh, and look up that type of a resource. Um, again, we'd like to thank Stephen for his time, for being a guest with us today. This has been episode number 10 of the Ag Wellness Podcast. I'm Josh Dallin, and for Jake Hadfield, we say thank you, and we'll see you next time on our Ag Wellness Podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Ag Wellness Podcast. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, visit our website at farmstress.us, and connect with us on social media at Ag Wellness Utah. If you are experiencing stress, mental health concerns, or suicidal thoughts, or if you know someone who is, please contact these resources. As always, if it is an emergency, dial 911. Crisis lines that are available are Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 1-800-273-8255. The Crisis Text Line. Please text H-O-M-E to 741-741. The Crisis Response Network. 1-800-203-CARE or 1-800-203-2273. The Safe Utah Line. 833-372-3388 or download their app to use the chat feature. If you need help finding a mental health provider, here are some ways to get started. Contact the person's health insurance provider and ask about mental health professionals that are within their network. Psychology Today Service Finder On this website, you can search for therapist, psychiatrist, treatment centers, and support groups in your area. Please go to www.psychologytoday.com us. Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Here you can find general information about mental health services in your area.
please go to findtreatment.samhsa.gov. Health Resources and Services Administration. At this website, you can find health centers that offer more affordable options for people that do not have health insurance. Please go to https colon backslash backslash findahealthcenter.hrsa.gov U.S. Department of Health and Human Services This website can help if you have questions about insurance coverage for mental health. Please go to www.hhs.gov slash programs slash topic hyphen sites slash mental hyphen health hyphen parity backslash mental hyphen health hyphen and hyphen addiction hyphen insurance hyphen help backslash index dot html. Thanks for listening to the Ag Wellness Podcast. Be well. Be well.